Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. We're going to be talking about renewing the mind. That you, as a child of God, that you've been placed in a whole different environment and you've got to teach yourself to adapt to that environment. And how you do that is through the renewing of your mind process. How many of you know that just because you get saved doesn't mean all your troubles went away? Hmm? That, you know, you, you still wake up to the same person next to you in bed, which I'm very happy about. You know, you have the same spouse, you got the same bank account, you got the same, you know, and not, not, your trouble didn't all go away. So, you know, being born again does not guarantee success in life on the earth. It does guarantee eternal life. But how you succeed in life has everything to do with how you think in this world. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What you think is. Ah, good man. Thank you, my friend. He's going to help me preach today. But before we read that scripture and get into this, I want to honor anybody here that has been a veteran in our military for the United States of America. Anybody here served in any military branch? Here. I just don't want to overlook you. Uh, this Wednesday is Veterans Day, and uh, I want to encourage you to find somebody, call an uncle who served, grandpa, brother, whatever, and tell them thank you this week for their service to the country. Can you do that? And it's, it's, our, it's our way of, as being good citizens of this country, to thank God and thank them for their service because, you know, they're laying down their lives continually. I was watching a hunting show um, a few days ago, and they had a man named Mark on there who was in 2002, he was in Iraq, and he was part of the U.S. Navy SEALs, and 20 of them went in, and one came out. It was the worst slaughter of U.S. Navy SEALs in U.S. history. 19 of them died, and this man walked out alive, the only one left. And I thank God for men like that. I thank God for men like that who willingly just lay down their lives, sacrifice themselves, because they believe in what this country's made of. Hmm? I believe in what this country is made of, that we're founded upon good principles and we're founded upon the, the uh, belief that all men are created equal and we're endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights, right? And, and, but we have, to, we have to sacrifice things to have that and to maintain it. So I thank God for them. Why don't we just pray for our veterans today? Father, we thank you. Lord, even for those who are serving today, Lord, and those who have served, we lift up our military to you, God. We thank you, Lord, that, that our, our, our freedom has been established, God, and they're there just to continue the effort in it, God. Not only for us, but, Lord, we know that they're out fighting for other people as well, and we just pray, God, for your protection over them. We thank you for them, God. Thank you, Lord, for the men and women who faithfully serve this country, God, and its cause. And we thank you, God, and continue to pray, God bless America. Thank you, Lord, that we truly do live in the greatest nation in the entire planet. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. amen. The ability to live and to grow and to make changes, to adapt, is a gift from God to us who are made in his very image. God made us completely separate from all the other creatures in the animal kingdom, he, put, he didn't make everybody in his image. He only made man in his image. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, he said, let us make man in our own image. And the animals, we see that, I think I'm hearing a ring up, up here. Y'all hearing that through the speakers a little bit? Um, the ability, uh, the, the animals, they live, and we, we talked about the uh, Okavango Delta lion, how he 
learn to adapt to his environment by swimming and, and, and killing hippos and he can climb up in tall trees. And, and, uh, but they do that by instinct. They don't do that by choice. That God's put an instinct in the animal kingdom and, and they, they live by the way they were created to live. They just do what they do because that's how they were made. And they don't think outside that parameter. Their instincts control them. But you and I were made in God's image. We, we create and we choose and we live life as we want to. We can decide to be happy or not, right? We can decide to be responsible or not. We can decide to be healthy or not. We can, th- these are our decisions and they're within our grasp. And, but what a sad thing it is to see someone who says, I'm stuck in this negative, these negative cir- cir- circumstances because they blame maybe other people for where they're at. And, and, uh, and who think it's also the government or it's up to them or uh, someone else to make them happy. And I want to just encourage you today to don't waste the gift. Don't waste this, ignore this great thing that God has put in your life. Because you can grow and you can learn and you can adapt. He's given you that power. Well, we just can't help the way we feel. You know? I mean, I understand that she is another man's wife and I'm another woman's husband, but, you know, we just can't help the way we feel. Just walking along happily married, and I just slipped on the banana pill called adultery, and we just can't help it. I can't help the way, I can't help it. I I just say what's on my mind. You can't expect me to keep my mouth shut, can you? (laughs) Yeah, please do. I just can't help it. Sure you can. Sure you can. You don't pee on yourself. I mean, you can control things. I mean, if you're in an airplane, in the bathroom, and I've been in an airplane in the bathroom during turbulence, but somehow I still manage. Huh? You can't help it. It's by your choice. The Bible says that we have the mind of Christ, but you've got to put on the mind of Christ. You do not have the, this great ability given by God to adapt and to grow and to learn and to change just to let it lie dormant in your life. You can help it, so help it. Amen. Yeah. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world. This is how, this is how you're going to help yourself. This is how. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Everybody say transformed. By the renewing of your mind. How? By the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God. So how do you get to the will of God? By being transformed by the renewing of your mind, by adapting to this environment that you are now in, in the spirit. And you'll prove that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I think everybody here who loves God wants to prove the will of God in their lives. We know the first step that we talked about last week, our, the first step in our walk with God is to be born again. Jesus said you must be born again. Talking of the spirit. So coming to church does not give you a relationship with God. Being a religious or a nice person does not connect you to God. You must believe that Jesus is the Christ and be born again. It's that simple. You know, I've heard people say, I have my own relationship with God. And I relate to God in my own way. Really? Are you kidding me? I mean, we're on planet Earth for a blip in time. And you're going to tell God how you're going to talk to him? You're going to tell God how you're going to be religious, how you're going to live your life, how you're going to relate to him? Give me a break. I mean, we, we continually border on brilliance and stupidity, don't we, as humans? 
You don't tell him how you're going to do it. You seek him. You follow him. You, 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 uh, you get from him the knowledge of the truth. Because here's the thing. If the truth is what you've made up, then it's not the truth. Oprah and everybody out there says, well, just as long as you're sincere about it, you know, it'll be all right. As long as you really believe it and you're sincere in your own self, believe in your own way. <laughs> That's cute. Because here's the thing. When you go to work from, anytime I went to work for somebody, I didn't walk in and say, this is how I'm going to do this. This is how I'm going to do the job. And this is what time I'm going to come in, and this is what time I'm going to leave. No, 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 no. I, got, I went there and I submitted myself to them. And they're going to tell me how it's going to be done or I'm out the door. When I was a kid, I, I never felt like it was okay to tell my parents, I know that this is what you told me to do, but Dad, I've got my own path. I've got my own decisions, my own life, and, 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 I, and I'm going to do it my way. He said, and he said, yeah, under somebody else's roof. Hit the road, Jack. Hmm? Yeah, God created you. You get to live life because he gave you life. Amen. You have a responsibility and an obligation to find out what he wants, how he wants you to live, what his plans are for your life. But that will not be realized if you think like the rest of the world thinks. You must be transformed and adapt to his way of living life. You, you find this. We find this from Scripture. We find from Scripture the knowledge of God. That's what that Bible in your lap is about. That's the power of that word there. To find out God told us everything he wanted us to know in that book right there. And everything you want to know about, I just want to know God. Well, get in that Bible. And Well, I don't understand everything. That's okay. Just keep spending time. Just keep reading. Just keep reading. Stay with it. Keep doing things that it takes to get the knowledge of God. He's given you this promise book to learn about him, what he sees and how he thinks, who he is. It's all right there in your Bible. Now, being born again is not the end. It's really just the beginning. Birth really is the beginning, right? Being born, I mean, it's sad. So many Christians, they get born again, they just stop and wait to go to heaven, you know? Just holding out. Wait till, wait, wait until the end to get to heaven when everything will be good. But see, that, the, that birth is not a completion. It's simply the beginning. When your child's born, well, that's the easy part. Well, the mom might not say that's the easy part, but... Being born, that's it. But then, then you got to take that kid home. I remember when we put Maddie Claire in our car at the hospital in San Angelo. It, it, I, I thought, we're taking, we're taking her home? I mean, <laughs> it was really beginning to dawn on me, thinking, oh, my gosh, you know. I mean, just life-changing. Because, because then our whole lives became about growing this kid up and making sure that she's nurtured and healthy and loved and, you know, keep shoving food down her. And as she grew up and keep shoving more food, then Laurel came along and then Dylan and growing up. Yes, you're born again if you believe on the name of Jesus, but are you growing up to be the people God, people of God that you were born to be? These, that happens through the process of adaptation. Becoming adjusted to new conditions is what the dictionary definition is. Becoming adjusted to new conditions. The reason why we see uh, so many Christians struggle and Christian marriages ending in divorce. Christian people struggling economically, not able to, 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 get, to get whole. As the Bible is the world, see, uh, uh, looks at that and says, well, if you know God, then how come your life is like this? I mean, shouldn't there be some kind of difference in us, in the world? 
I mean, if you have God in your life, how come I seem to be doing better than you at times? That's in some cases. I'm not saying in every case. The reason is because being born again means you have eternal life. But like I said earlier, it does not mean and it does not guarantee success on earth. Being born of the Spirit gives you a relationship with God in heaven. Praise God. But it does not mean that you're a good husband. It does not mean that you're a good mother. It does not mean that you're a good parent. It does not mean that you're a good business person. Amen. Or that you'll ever find God's will for your life on earth. So how do we do it? Once again, by being transformed, by the renewing of our minds. Born again is the first step to that relationship with God. But how are you going to live until you die? I mean, if you're transformed by renewing your mind, you'll start finding God's will for your marriage. You'll start finding God's will for your health. You'll start finding God's will for your, for, for your business and for how to raise your kids. And so that way, the world has something to see when a person has a true relationship with God. You say, this is what life can be like. Amen. Look at Romans chapter 7, verse 18. And we went over this a little bit last week too. This is the Apostle Paul talking here. And he's talking about this struggle between the spirit and the flesh. Because they're contrary to one another. Constantly banging heads, right? And so we have to continually renew our mind to this spirit and not give in to the flesh. And Paul's talking about this in verse 18. He says, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. And this kind of encourages me and kind of discourages me too, that if the apostle Paul's thinking like this, where are we on this list, right? I mean, this guy's the greatest Christian as far as I'm concerned that ever lived. And he's talking about this struggle. So I'm, I'm encouraged in that. And we talked about this war between the spirit and the flesh. We see it in our kids. I see it, Heather and I see it in our kids on a daily basis. I mean, we've, we, how is it that we can bring our kids to church and dedicate them to the Lord and raise them in church and, and love and nurture them and, and, and shower them with affection and, and do all these wonderful things for I can, you know, put it in a, in a positive environment and the next thing I know, they're sneaking around the house. And you go, hey, hey, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. What do you have in your hand? Not, nothing. Well, that looks to me like a candy bar in your hand. Well, sister got, to, got some. Okay, this all sounds too familiar. So in just in two seconds, you lied, uh, you stole, you lied, and then you blamed somebody else. Adam, is that you? Hmm? They may be dedicated to God. They may even be born again in early age, but they can be as carnal as can be. Why? Because of the flesh. I mean, you don't have to teach your kids to be bad. The flesh will teach them that. Huh? Just let them grow up a little bit. But you do need to teach them how to deal with it because the flesh will take over if you let it. Amen? I find then a law, verse 21 of, of Romans chapter 7, I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. Ah, ah, so here's what Paul's telling us, what part of you does want to do the right thing? It's the inward man, it's the spirit, that renewed, born again spirit, hallelujah. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So how does it happen? It starts here in the mind, and if, and if the flesh can win the battle in the mind, then you choose to follow the flesh, or you choose to follow the spirit. Oh, wretched man that I am, Paul says, who will deliver me from this body of death, from this flesh? 
verse 8, or chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Don't condemn yourself every time you have a negative thought. Every time you have a, a, a wrong desire or a bad attitude, condemning yourself will not help. Hmm? It won't help you get but it won't help you get better telling yourself, oh, I'm so stupid for thinking that. I'm, oh, I'm, so, oh, I'm such a sinner for, for having that desire. Condemning yourself or condemning others doesn't help the situation. The flesh loves condemnation. I mean, the truth is some people really think that if they come to church and the preacher just beats them down, sinner! Hmm? You're going to burn in hell. Well, that's true. I mean, he preaches all the, he pulls out all the hell scriptures, you know. <laughs> you feel the heat? It's coming up through the floor right now. Burn, sinner, burn. And, 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 and I'm telling you. And they think, oh, man, well, that's, that was good. Well, now we finally heard some real preaching today. We, all, we had church all up in here today. So you think that condemnation you think that condemnation pushes you closer to God, but when in reality, it takes you away from God, pushes you further into the flesh. Because the flesh eats it up. The flesh wallows in condemnation and guilt and shame. It wallows in pain and anger and hatred and prejudice. But in Christ, there is now no condemnation. Remember, we talked about last week, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So we're learning to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh, and that is only realized when you renew your mind. Look at verse 5 of chapter 8. For those who live according to the flesh set their what? Mind on the things of the flesh. I can't help it. Yeah, you can't help it. You chose to do it. You chose to do that thing. They set your, you set your mind on things of the flesh, you're going to fulfill what the flesh wants. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So I have this flesh I can live with when I'm stomping around with my funky attitude. Or I, I'm scared of every negative thing that I hear on the news and I... I, I, I love the negative talk. I'm, I'm, I'm pulled to it. That's what I follow. But, but see here, but if I have the spirit life, which I can choose to live, where I'm born of God, I hear the, sport, the spirit of God, I know the word of God, I'm walking with God, and that's what I follow. See, how do, how do you make the choice? By where you set your mind. Carnal, uh, spiritually minded, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by, by Christ Jesus. Fleshly minded. If I don't get that money, I'm going to kill somebody. Hmm? This is where you decide you're going to grow in God's will or stay stuck in your situation. And I'm saying this for your sake because I want to see you living in these realities called the promises of God. They are real. God didn't make us this promise book here. He didn't, he didn't give us this word so that we could look at it and go, that's what a pipe dream looks like. Yeah, that would be nice, but I can't relate to this at all. I mean, I see all this stuff in here, but pff, that's like reading a foreign language. This is not some trick by God to say, see, this is who I am, but good luck trying to figure it out. I've made it so vague and so hard for you to understand me. No, no, he's here. 
He's here. He's revealing himself to you and I. And, and if we can really learn to apply ourselves to, to this word, then we can have the word applied to us, see. We can, we can live in these wonderful promises. I'm all throughout the scripture, in every area of your life, there is a promise for you from God. But if you don't renew your mind and adapt to that, you won't ever realize it. And you can go straight to heaven, praise God, but live like hell on the earth. And there's no reason for that. Christians ought not be living like that. Not when you've got all this advantage here. Not when you've got all this resource that we have. And I want to see you living in it. I want to see you living in victory. I know, I, I know for the most part our church does. I'm so glad to be a part of a church where the people are really hungry for the things of God. Not just coming to church to do their religious duty on Sunday morning. But, but tomorrow when you go to work, you're going to take this with you. Hmm? Amen. But also, there's another reason why it's important that I'm telling you this, that you need to renew your mind. Also, that, that the, for the world's sake, because they need to see what a real Christian looks like. The renewed mind obeys the Spirit of God and the Word of God. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, and I'll finish up with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, it says, But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. He who is joined to the Lord is what? One spirit with him. See, when you became born again, you did not get some secondary second-class spirit. You got his spirit. You became joined to the Lord, right? You got his righteousness. Because if you try to get saved by your own righteousness, then you're not saved. <laughs> but when you said, I accept what Christ did for me, then you became the righteousness of God in Christ. You're, he who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. One spirit with him. It bothers me at times when I hear people in the church say, I just want more of God. And I understand what you're saying, kind of. I just want more of God. What? Pastor, I mean, I've had a people, Pastor, pray for me. What do you want me to pray for? I just want more of God. What? You want more of God? What, did you just get a left leg or something when you got saved? I just want, no, I, I, I just want more of the Spirit. I just want more of the Spirit. More of the Spirit. Did you have two ounces and now you want four ounces of the Holy Spirit? Did you, get, did you get short Holy Spirit and now you want tall Holy Spirit? What are you saying by that? I mean, if you want tall, go for venti Holy Spirit. <laughs> How many songs do we sing in church? You know, more, more of you, more spirit, more rain down on us. How, you, how are you going to get more of God? Do you need two gods? God squared, will that help you? We look for a way to get, see, here's the problem. We look for a way to get beyond our current circumstances because we think it's up to God. If I can say I'm waiting for God to do something, guess what? I don't have to do anything. That takes all the responsibility off me. Well, the Lord's going to have to do something. I'm just waiting. I just, I just need, obviously, I need more of God. Hmm? Hmm. I want to say this to you today that the moment you bowed your knee and surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you got all of God that you will ever need. But you have to renew your mind to that truth. You got to grow up, Christian. That's what it comes down to. You just got to grow up. I told you this before, but it bears repeating a few years ago. I had a very dear, dear family that I love. She's gone on to be with the Lord, this big lady in our church. She's a big gal. And uh, I mean big, big, big. 
hundreds and hundreds of pounds. And I was over at her house one time, and, she, and I heard, overheard her say, I'm just, waiting on the, <laughs> I'm just waiting on the Lord to tell me how to lose weight. And, of course, I'm 16, 17 years old at this time, so I'm, you know, every 16, 17-year-old kid's got a little bit of a prankster bone in him, you know? And so I'm thinking, I'm going to show up to her house tonight and, you know, knock on her bedroom window and say, this is God. <laughs> Make just one trip at the buffet. <laughs> Eat less food. <laughs> uh, that, that's not very nice. But, but here's the thing. We create excuses, though, for moving forward in our lives. The Bible says you are one spirit with the Lord. Are you hearing me? You have the Lord in your life. Now set your mind, be renewed, and find his perfect will for your life. Don't wait for more. You have what you need. You remember the day of Pentecost when Peter stood up and, and remember they, they began to speak with tongues and uh, as the Spirit gave them utterance and Peter stood up and he said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that. This is that. What? In the last days I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy and your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. Okay, this is that. That happened 2,000 years ago. Why is it that people still, oh, we need more and more and more, Lord? Hey, he showed up 2,000 years ago, and he's still here. Hallelujah. He's still here. This is that. Quit looking for something else already than, other than what you already have on the inside of you. Just renew your mind to that. I know it's not always easy. We just wish God would just come and rescue us and, and deliver us out of all of our troubles all of a sudden. He might do that, but doubtful. I found that, that if I'm going to grow up, I'm going to have to do it myself. If I'm going to change the way I think, I have to do it. I have to decide. God's given me all, this, all, this, all these promises and all these good things to say. And on the other side, see, you've got the enemy, and he's lying to you. He hates you, and he's trying to bring you down and make you feel worthless and do all those things. So you've got these two voices constantly coming at you, but, but neither one of them matter. It's when you cast your vote, the one you decide to believe, the one you choose to go after, that's when it will count for your life. That's when things will change, either good or bad. We must renew our mind to the Word of God. If you're going to adapt to this environment, to this truth, to this reality now that's taking place in the Spirit, you have to renew your mind. You have more. You want more? Go get more. <laughs> Don't wait on God. He's, done, he's provided, he's done everything that he can do for you. The just shall live by faith. Everybody say that with me. The just shall live by faith, which means that you're not going to live and you're not going to react by what you see, what you hear, by your environment around you, by this natural world, by natural things. You're going to have to walk by faith faith, believing that God is with you all along and that circumstances are subject to change. Circumstances are subject to change. And you can be the change maker. You can either take, what, like we talked about last week, you can either take what life hands you and learn to just live with what life gives you, or you can learn to make the change. Amen. Amen. We all got growing up to do. 
for the rest of our lives, we all have growing up to do. I know there are areas in my life I've got growing up to do. Just ask my wife. She's got a whole list of them. I've got areas. But listen, if you'll continue to remind yourself that this is not the ultimate, this is not the end, things have to change, and I've got to keep moving, I've got to keep growing, see. And we'll all continue to grow until we leave this earth, and then we'll see Christ for who he is, and I think we're all going to go, golly, Man, I wish I would have known that. And we're going to find out that we could have known things if we would have just renewed our mind to that truth. Get all you can. Renew your mind. Adapt to this. And see the kingdom of God at work in your life right here on the earth. I don't want it to just be good when I get to heaven. I know it's going to be good there. I want it good right here, right now in my life. I want, I want my marriage good. I want my kids good. I want my health good. I want my job good. I want all those things. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.